<laughs> Welcome to our podcast. We've got Jenny. Hello. Sana. Hi. Shreya. Hello. Divya. Hi, hi. And me, Amrita. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to episode 22 of The Pen Pod. We just wanted to thank you guys so much for your support. We really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to listen to our discussions every single week. We hope you guys enjoyed our episode last week on book to movie adaptations. As you can see, we're really passionate about this and we can literally talk about it forever. Speaking of forever, this week we're going to continue adding on to our tier list from last time. Yeah, and just a quick recap from our previous episode, we have four tiers. The tiers are super great, decent, pops into our minds because the movie sucked butt and shouldn't have happened because the movie sucked butt. So in super great, we have Harry Potter, in decent, we have Hunger Games. In pops into our mind because movie sucks, but <laughs> Divergent and Percy Jackson. And for the last tier, shouldn't have happened because the book sucked, but we have after. As it should stay. Yes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's next? <laughs> I feel like for the sake of Jenny, we should talk about Little Women. Yes! <laughs> yes! Okay, um, again, you cannot be my friend if you say that anything other than super great. And I'm specifically talking about the 2019 version because that admittedly is the only version I have seen. But I read the book like 15,000 times, so that has to, uh, I mean, I, it makes up for it. Just kind of. <laughs> We're all we're all fans of Little Women, but Jenny takes it to another level. So Jenny Guys, is a literally this is her comfort favorite. book. Yes. My, oh wait, have I talked about what I do when I'm upset? I'm pretty sure I have in the self care episode, right? Yeah, I think did. we did. Yeah. So, Would you like I to give a recap? <laughs> I will. I will. Basically, everyone should be able to relate to this, I think. But like some days, you just really need to cry, right? Like maybe for no good reason, but like still valid. You just need to like let out some tears. So um, I need to find a way to cry, and I can't just cry on command. I I don't have that skill. So what I end up doing is going to my trusty old Little Women book, and I open up to like the last few chapters and without fail every single time i just start sobbing it's not even that sad like honestly it's like i start reading from when joe is like lying down on her couch and she's like gosh i'm turning 25 that means i'm gonna be alone forever and i'm like mood because <laughs> same right as a 20 year old i can relate apparently and so she's just talking about how like everyone else is doing stuff in life and she's really alone and then like one singular tear drops on her pillow and i'm always like oh that's so sad and then like the next chapter she finds like love and it's in the most beautiful way because she's too like she doesn't know how to flirt so she's like trying to drop hints and then she just kind of gives up and she's like i don't know the like the common courtesies of society so i'm just gonna be like i don't want you to leave and it's so beautiful and they're in the rain and it's just uh, it's just too much for me to handle i'm gonna cry now <laughs> i have not read the book but bub showed me the movie when oh it came out bub oh showed my gosh. everybody the movie the like most recent one is one of my favorite movies ever because mm -hmm. i think it was just really well made and it's like There's no action plot, but the way that it was told in this one compared to the other movies where it's like back and forth between their childhood and adulthood, I thought was really interesting way to do it. And I very much enjoyed it. And also the entire cast is beautiful. So yeah, <laughs> I read the all such talented people. Yeah. yeah. I read the book for the first time 
I want to say sometime at the beginning of high school because my mom and sister had read it and like Little Women is just I feel like it's a rite of passage you just have to this is your assignment for the week go read Little Women <laughs> and don't so feel like weak. it makes you less than okay it, no. it's a really well written I it is I'm gonna talk about this for, I'm literally monopolizing the conversation I'm so sorry but it gets me so heated when people are like oh you read Little Women like that's such a feminine book I'm like you know what <laughs> it's about time it's we have one of those okay <laughs> yeah any book or movie that you rewatch like again and again it deserves to be in the super great category yeah i also i think i appreciated this movie specifically the way it was directed and produced because of like the point of view that they took on it because it seemed so much more like if louisa may alcott was to direct a movie joe was the author rather than another character yes. which <laughs> was really it, it was I don't know, like I felt like they understood what they were making a movie, you know? No, but I also think this movie did a really good job of showing how the ending is pretty ambiguous. Like, Mm -hmm. did Joe actually find love at the end? Or is that part of the ending of the book? Because Louis M.A. Alcott was like, they forced her to do that. And then similarly, Joe is Mm -hmm. forced to give a love interest in her own book. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, does she do that? Or like... What is the ending? We'll never know. Which I also really appreciated. Yeah, it's a yeah. very good telling of how they were both, I don't know, like the women were kind of forced to be in a certain box, but you can see them pushing the boundaries constantly. Mm-hmm. And the movie does a very good job of capturing the same like soul that the book does. Yeah, uh, I loved the the vibe. This is yeah. a really like superficial way of saying it, but the vibe of the book is just <laughs> unparalleled. Yeah. You know, this is kind of unrelated to the story itself, but I also really liked how when they switched between like childhood and adulthood, like you could tell by the lighting, like it was like a golden light for one of them and more like toned down for the other one. I just it was beautiful. Yeah. The behind uh, what is I don't remember what it was Vanity called. Fair. They, was it the vanity was- fair, like the scene by scene? Yes. Yeah. I really like that video. I also kind of related. This is the only movie where I can understand why people find Timothy Chalamet attractive. <laughs> like, oh, this wow. Is it. Uh, <laughs> I think that specific interview, or actually all the interviews by the cast and the director, and just like the whole crew in general, really shows you that they cared a lot about how this movie was going to be portrayed. And so mm-hmm. when you see like, they're like, okay, that clothing that we're picking is specifically from this time period. But not only that, it's specifically from this place. Like there's no way you could have gotten it anywhere else in the world. And like a lot of stuff was handmade. And it, it just, I, I can appreciate how much work and care was put into it because you can see like everyone cared about the book. And that's why the film comes out very similar to how the, the book was. Mm-hmm. So props to them. They did a, a, an amazing job super great there's bub's yeah. love letter to little women yes <laughs> i could give a longer one but we have a time limit because uh <laughs> otherwise i'll talk about it forever so again if you want to hear a podcast about just uh, me reading little, women episode, little women episode yeah, there you go I'll, I'll happily do it even if no one wants it i'll just do it <laughs> i so, think we okay. should start a series like that just yes. us having solo episodes about what we want to talk about oh my gosh <laughs> people so, would totally listen to that you know it's for me. Hey. I re-listened to myself talking. <laughs> wow, I made some points there. All right, so we're keeping 
<laughs> We're keeping super, uh, Little Women in super great. Yes. yes. Um, okay, Bob, why don't we shift towards your one of your most talked about, you know, franchises. Well, let's talk about Crazy Rich Asians because we talked about it a little bit. Oh, I yeah, I did kind of mention it. Was it in the last the yeah. last episode where I mentioned it where yeah. it's actually the movies are accurate. Yes, but it's not like fit because they're making the sequel and is the third movie also confirmed? For Crazy Rich Asians? I think you're the one who would know best. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually not sure. I might have to search that up. But there's three books in Crazy Rich Asians. I have not read the third one yet. I read the first two and then got distracted. But the ending for the first movie is the beginning of the second book. And like in the movies, they were centered so much around like being a rom-com where it's it's Nick and Rachel's love story. But then in the book, there's so many more storylines and it's just so interesting. And I think it's good to have both the movies and the books exist because the books are made with the author, which means they're good. <laughs> and like they do include things. But at the same time, I already mentioned this in the last episode, but the fact that there is a cast for me to put faces to names is very helpful. And, you know, when there's accurate casting, it's very nice. So (laughs) I could like imagine everything that was happening. So that's just my mini thank you note to the movies and the books. I do recommend reading them. Yes. Where would you put this? Oh, oh. This is the real question. Because I think you're the only one that has read the books, so I think you're yeah, on like TBH. You're, you're the, the only most one that qualified. Can speak on. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. In, <laughs> in terms of the quality of the movie, it's super great, I think. But in terms of accuracy, like including all the parts that I wished they had included, it would be like somewhere in between decent and super great because there's some scenes. Oh no, never mind. It happens in the sequel. We have to wait until the sequel movie comes out to see how accurate that is because in the sequel book, so many things happen where you're like, oh my God, like this genre just changed. Like what is happening? People are getting poisoned. Spoiler alert. There is, it's crazy. It's black. You can't say spoiler alert after you spoiled the book. <laughs> okay, but, but I didn't but say, to be fair, you don't know listen, you don't know who, you yeah. don't take a know detour. who. Can we take, oh my God. can we take a little detour? Tour. Can we talk about this? I got a bone to pick with Amrita. <laughs> no, 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 no. About spoilers, okay? Because Amrita will be like, oh my god, I read this really good book. You have to read it. But then she will, like, will be too excited to keep it all to herself and she will she have does. to tell you okay. spoilers. And she'll be like, Divya. okay, this isn't that big, but like this happens in the book. And then Divya. she it's one of the major plot lines. <laughs> Divya, listen, okay? Listen, listen to me. I have only done that with one book. A thousand splendid judge. Okay, that is it. That is the only book Can I have. Can we also done this talk for. about the time when Amrita gave me the summary for a book, but she'd only read the first like <laughs> twenty pages and described it for a solid half an hour, and I thought it was the entire storyline, but she didn't even know what came next because she hadn't read it. Oh yet. my god! I remember what book that is too. It's um the game of love and death or something like that. Yeah, it's a something like that. I mean. 
to be fair, you did get me to start reading it. Did you finish <laughs> it? Like, did you finish it? it? I did finish it. I could give you a long-winded explanation of exactly okay. what happened. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's we'll do that after there. the episode ends. To be fair, I think every book that you've read, I have also read because of the, yeah. the, the, the descriptions oh you gave me. Oh my god, actually, because me and Bub have been FaceTiming for Orgo, right? So when I was reading Crazy Rich Asians in the sequel, we would be FaceTiming. Every single FaceTime call began with me giving an update of what I have read so far. <laughs> Because I listened to the audiobook as I went to sleep. So every day I would have an update. Oh my and I'd be God. like, Bub, you won't even believe what happened. And I, so she knows the entire story. I do not Because I told her the entire So she knows who got poisoned. But you guys don't know who got poisoned. So don't this search This is it true. <laughs> this is true. If someone even got poisoned, you never know. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so are we gonna are we gonna keep it on the lower end of super great then? I, yeah, I would rewatch it. I think I think it deserves to be in super great. Okay, because we're also like doing like right now, Little Women is like the super great of the super great, and like Harry Potter is like next. And yes, like, so I'm we're like within our tiers, we're also like tiering doing yeah. the things. Yes, doing yeah that whatever it's called. I don't know. What it's Arranging it, being yeah. detail oriented, <laughs> so, ladies. <laughs> end of crazy crazy rotations is end of super great and now what else shall we talk about i have a juicy one it's technically not book to movie it's book to tv show but oh, it's wow. 13, she's a rebel it's, <laughs> it's 13 reasons why i have so many thoughts about this show okay okay i so before before we start our thoughts i have a very vivid memory of us sitting in treya's dining table talking about yes oh my god show. yes and yes. about it was at a sleepover like a couple years ago at this it point. must have been 2018 18? yeah <gasps> whoa that was three while. years ago yeah but that's what i remember when i remember us talking about 13 years ago the one thing I want to say before I unleash my brain <laughs> is I think everyone's feelings about this show are valid for the reasons that they feel this way because it's a very controversial Harsh. thing. Some people, yeah, some people feel super strongly about it. I'm kind of in the in-between, which is not very common when it comes to talking about this show. But I read the book back in, I think at the end of middle school or maybe ninth grade, eighth or ninth grade. And when the show came out, first of all, <laughs> I hated the first season with the, like with a burning passion. I hated the first season because the thing that that really bothers me is that in the book, I feel like um for first of all, a trigger warning, suicide talk. But in the first in the book, it was talked about like Hannah's journey and how she got to the point where she felt like she was at the breaking point was not romanticized. It was very like this is her struggle and this is like what led her to feel like she couldn't do it anymore. But in the book, it was very, it came off like she wanted to blame everyone and she wanted everyone to go through what she was going through. That's not how the book expressed it. It was very, it was very true to her struggles and what she was going through. What I did appreciate is that the rest of the show, even though it kind of piled on different struggles, I think there wasn't really a show before 13 Reasons Why that captured struggles that teen teens go through because there's so many teen movies and teen shows that kind of glorify this high school college experience and everyone's having a great time and everyone's life is perfect and their biggest you know struggle is finding a love interest you know yeah but there's there's talk of like or there's like people going through addiction struggles and like different it's just more realistic I guess I know that they tried to I think a lot of people's problems is that they tried to address so many different struggles that they go through but mm -hmm. also I don't think there's a correct 
way they could have done that, especially because this was one of the first shows of its kind. So I'm half of me is like, mm, they could have approached it a little better, and half of me is like, we needed some place to start. So mm-hmm. I'm leaning more towards the movie not being as great as the book because mm-hmm. I just feel like the the overall storyline wasn't in the book. Like I think I remember in the book, Clay. Yeah binge watches the tapes but then in the book it's very like spread out so that was like one of yeah they like they spent each episode talking about what the tape was about and then they only the first season was the book like the Mm -hmm. seasons two three and four were all elaborations off of it the first season was what the book was about and just like um clay's character he was very like nerdy in the movies you know um versus the book like a normal guy so it's just kind of like, it's kind of strange to watch that. Um, yeah, he had a hero complex in the TV show, which is something else that I didn't really like because he was, the book is a lot better than the show. If you look at it from an objective standpoint, because there's mm-hmm. there's definitely, the way they portray the characters is very human. Whereas in the show, it's very black and white. Like all the characters are either very good or very bad. And I mm-hmm. hate that because that's not how life works. Yeah. Um, and I think they did a better job like when they kind of dove into each each character into the seasons. It's not a perfect show. If I, if I could change things, like if I was the writer, I would have done like a billion things different. But also it's very easy to criticize from the outside because at some points it is, it is a show. So how are they supposed to sell it? How are they going to market it? So it's not necessarily my place either to criticize or say that it's good or bad i think in general like the intent of creating the show is very commendable Mm -hmm. because it i mean it's starting it's fostering a lot of important discussions you know since since its uh release so i think that's something that is definitely appreciated Mm -hmm. by a lot of members of society it's just i mean with every discussion that happens in life there are a lot of you know, bad things that also come from it, especially when it's something as important as this. So, like, my only, I guess the only reason why I wouldn't say it's, like, super great or anything is just Mm -hmm. because of, like, Shreya, you mentioned, it feels like a lot of, like, understandably so, they're trying to address a lot of important things that are happening Mm -hmm. and that people struggle with, but it's, it's, I think anyone would have had this problem of juggling all of those really deep and heavy discussions. It's just really difficult to have all of them in one yeah it kind of gets lost in translation when everything's happening at once yeah and it it like to be to be fair to the show it does a much better job of handling all these important discussions Mm -hmm. than like a show like Riverdale tries to do the same thing you know where like so many things are happening and they try to juggle it but like that does not it does not come across well at yeah all. and i think the way that these things were handled in 13 reasons why is a little better in comparison to other shows mm-hmm. that have tried to do it yeah for that reason for the fact that you know we're talking about our opinions but because of the nature of the show it's not necessarily our place to say how well it was done or how horribly it was done like obviously mm-hmm. we're human so it's natural to have thoughts on it but mm-hmm. I don't even know if I would feel like super comfortable putting it in a certain tier just because I think everyone's interpretation is personal to them and and because of what the show is about that's important to acknowledge and so you know like when it comes to lighter topics or other like book to movie movie adaptations it can be like yeah I can see where you're coming from but this is not Mm -hmm. necessarily like that so yeah it's so we're leaving this one open to whoever wants to classify it in whichever way they want Yes. yes. Feel free. <laughs> we're not stopping you and we're not going to tell you 
want to say about this exactly so Mm -hmm. i guess before we wrap up we can do one last i guess set of book to movie adaptations Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. john green has (gasps) many books that were turned into movies Mm -hmm. most notably the fault in our stars yes yeah. I was like in that era of like middle school where everyone was, was like always, always with like the infinity and no, like no, that it was, was like, okay, okay. Oh, it was okay, yeah. okay. Oh, damn. Oh, it's wow. so fair. No, <laughs> always was also okay was there always. So yeah. close enough. Yeah. Sana, I feel like you and I had like a really, I have this really vivid memory of us sitting in computer lab in eighth grade talking about the Fallen <laughs> Stars for some reason. And I do not know why. Yeah. Computer lab. I'm getting like flashbacks. Because <laughs> we took, we had a class. We had computer skills and application, and like for some reason, I feel like we talked about this. Either we watched it together or like something. I think we were just like discussing. Like we were just talking about it. I don't think we watched it together, but I I feel like we must have like talked about it because it was around that time. Like everyone was really into the books and the movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched it the day of my eighth grade graduation. <laughs> Oh like I came back it was that morning and I came back and then everyone was like super sad because we were all going off to high school like right dramatic but we were so, so sad we were going to, to high school more sad? <laughs> yeah. so oh we, were, we were all like yeah let's just go watch that and I had just finished the book like maybe a couple weeks before that so it was perfect timing did I read the books beforehand I did did I? I think I read the book because so many people were talking about yeah. watching the movie. Yeah, and same. It's like, oh wait, I want to read this. And like, Fault in Our Stars just kind of catapulted into like the John Green books, like Paper Towns. I read yes. that book. I don't think I've seen the movie, but I remember Cara Delevingne is in it. Yeah, and, I feel like and I Matt, watched it. Matt Wolf is in it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was in Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Wait, and, Sana, did uh, you watch Paper Towns? Yeah, I, I read the book and watched the movie. So was it accurate? it was pretty accurate i think all of the like the main plot lines they had in the book like it was very similar to the movie as much as they could take from the book they put in the movie so i think it was good that's good um john green was also like present during some of the like actual like he was on set Mm -hmm. for i think both the fault in our stars and paper towns yeah so in terms of being able to give his input like they were his books so even if they couldn't have all the details or everything that he wanted in them they were still probably very close to the book at least to mm-hmm. the satisfaction of the author yeah which, like makes it at the least wonders, decent i think yeah the wonders of having the author on set for a book to movie adaptation oh my i gosh. think it is proven this discussion is just proven that like that is necessary for a good book yeah. to, be, to be fair i'm i know i'm very passionate about this because i'm bringing it up again but it has to be divergent said. divergent veronica roth was on was on set but i think she just gave she gave the like producers and writers a lot of freedom which is like if that's her choice that's her choice because as an author you you're you're allowed to make that decision but i'm also you know very salty so. <laughs> <laughs> i mean valid glad we've all learned a lesson from this episode <laughs> Mm-hmm. To be fair, I don't 100% remember how I felt about the both the book and the movie, like specifically for Fault in Our Stars, but mm-hmm. I feel like it was decent. I don't, I think I would have remembered if I thought it was super great. I feel like it, I, like, yeah. it decently followed the storyline. It did. I think both Paper Towns and Fault in Our Stars Fault are like stars. decent. Those YA movies of the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. 
they fit that genre. We know what's gonna happen, <laughs> and it's John Green, so we know the ending's gonna be sad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think it's very cliche for like the right reasons. Like, I know everyone says, "Oh, I hate cliches," but sometimes you need them. You know, they exist for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. We've said this before, but I yeah. hate cliches. <laughs> I feel like, like if anyone know. likes cliches, it's us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, we are all hopeless romantics. I also just love the chemistry between the two actors in Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was iconic. For a rom-com, for any kind of romance story, you need good chemistry. And it was really good. It was done really well. I think John Green adaptations can be anywhere between, like, decent and super great. They're usually very good, but I don't know if they're, like, level of the other super great ones that we have up there. I think well, we can okay. keep it in like, decent. If we put Hunger Games in decent, I feel like we can put John Green. Yeah. I think we should put John Green underneath the Hunger Games in decent. Yeah. Yes. yes. In decent, but still not as good as Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love this for us. Well, guys, I think this is a great discussion on part two of our book to movie adaptations. So we should probably wrap it up here. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really hoped you liked this episode. We just love book to movie adaptations so much that we had to make a second part and we could probably make 10 more so let us know we would love to make more (laughs) um so if you guys have any suggestions for what you'd like to hear us talk about next or if you have any questions or just want to reach out to us please feel free to contact us through our instagram at the pen pod you can also reach us through our email which is thepenpod at gmail.com we'll try to respond to you in a timely manner as always we hope you have a great weekend week day or whenever you're listening to this We'd love it if you tuned in again next time to hear from a very special guest. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye.